0: hello hi everyone welcome to another episode of Trader Stock time podcast and we have with you another exciting episode in this episode we have the privilege of hosting someone whose investment periods the strategies the psychology is quite different from what you have heard before okay just to give you an insight okay till now we were mainly focusing on like small caps on futures okay and primarily with a much much shorter time frame even scalping okay but today we have someone with us who is a seasoned long term investment analyst who has a wealth of knowledge and experience in the world of investing his focus is primarily on longer term investments he has a proven track of proven track record of identifying promising investment opportunities and navigating the complex world of financial markets with the sole intent of focusing on long-term growth okay so let's delve into it and we will be looking into long-term investors insights, strategies valuable advices for the traders sub ninja subscribers and members and this is both for the new as well as seasoned investors alike i look really forward to learning because i have always been very keen on long-term investing being not very successful myself so why not let's take this opportunity to learn and let's welcome our guest, long-term investor, to the show. Hi, Thanks. long-term investor. How are you? Thanks, Mayan. Thanks for
1: the uh, great introduction. Really appreciate that. Uh, I'm doing very well. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm good too. Thank you. Thanks for spending your time with us. First of all, okay, especially on a weekend. So to start with, can you share with us a bit about your background? How you started your investment journey? And like what actually got you into long-term investing? We're very keen to know these things. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So to start with my investing journey, right? I started venturing into like investments about five, six years back. Back then, like anyone, I was really attracted to the stock market. Like the main goal there is to grow my capital. Uh, And, like, I started doing many different things. Like, uh, initially, I did, I mean, buying stock, selling stock instantaneously, like, more of a day trading mentality. And also, I also did, like, options back then. But Uh what I initially saw is through those quick uh, movements uh, through the day trading, like, I mean, it, it never really worked out for me. So, that's when I really started looking into like, like what are my options, right? And for me, the fundamental philosophy is sustaining capital and making sure that capital is growing over time. So that's when I started looking into long-term investing. That's when I started like going through uh, understanding what exactly is it, how do I pick or like right stocks or like uh, right companies to invest in. So I educated myself through books, online resources, and I have a few mentors too, who's- even till today, like they guide me on like what actions or what tips I should be like uh, following to be able to make right investments and better investments for my portfolio. So over time, through combination of all these different things, I developed a deep understanding of financial markets, uh, different economic indicators, and the key principles of long-term investing. So that's how my whole journey had started, and it's been going really well so far. Uh, I mean. My whole intent is, as I said earlier, how do we make sure we are preserving the capital and at the same time, how do um, we get that sustained growth in the long run? So so that's how uh, my philosophy is when it comes to investments
0: i love those words okay preserving capital for long-term growth okay and i can relate very well to that like being more of a shorter term investor Mm -hmm. at times what i really feel is like yes if i knew these strategies of holding for a longer period instead of scalping or day trading probably the gains are way more
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean i think uh
1: when you really do your due diligence in finding out right investments, right companies, I think that will really pay you off in the long run, right? Like, I mean, there are like many companies, if you look at uh, like all these well-known companies that we see in today's market, if you had invested like $10,000 in Apple, for example, right? Way back Mm -hmm. when it started. And if you held on to that, it would have been millions right now. So, i think like that's the philosophy for me like make sure you're investing in quality companies and let the companies do their own like their own job and see the fruits of your investments growing
0: great great okay so another different perspective okay for our listeners over here like most of the podcasts you have listened till now almost all of us including me are focusing solely on the technical analysis but long-term investor here has great insights into fundamentals as well okay or the macro level of investing Mm -hmm. so let me try to delve a little more pick your brains on like how do you evaluate a company what are the things that you typically look at when you are evaluating a company or doing your due diligence
1: yeah absolutely Uh, i think when when you're trying to find right investments or right companies right in the world of long-term investing or in like value investing the, i typically employ employ a more comprehensive approach where i look at the financial health of the company uh, and typically i do that by analyzing financial statements understanding cash flow of a company like debt levels of the company so I look into those details to be able to understand whether the company is really uh, financially strong. Can it uh, continue to invest in terms of growing the company over long run or not? And also, is it uh, cash flow positive or not? So I typically look into those things to be able to, like, I mean, figure out that in terms of financial health. I also look at competitive advantage. So what is that company's position in that particular industry? Is it unique? Does it have a uh, market dominance over other companies? Because you want to pick a company that has dominance over other companies, right? Because dominance comes only when the company is growing, when it is like investing in its growth and uh, when it's cash flow positive, right? That's when the dominance comes into picture. So you need to make sure whether the company is like, I mean, dominant in that particular industry, whether it has the right competitive advantage or not. The third thing that I typically look at is management quality, because a company's success for most part depends on the leader, the person who is leading the company, right? Like, so you need to look at the the CEO's track record uh, what strategic decisions they are making, how bold they are when it comes to making those decisions, how like how that CEO is pushing for R&D investments, or like what sort of uh, I mean commitment they have in terms of growing the company and serving the customers. So picking right companies is also important, but at the same time making sure those companies are led by great leaders is also another approach i mean another concept that you know, factor that you need to bake into your whole evaluating a company and then i also look at like valuations so typically like price to earnings ratio um and uh, how the price is relative to its intrinsic value so i also look at like how the company is valued how those pe ratios are like in what multiples the comp- the, sh- the share is currently trading at uh and and then like based on this collective analysis, I try to make sure whether it's the right investments for me or not. So that's that's my approach in terms of picking whether I'm choosing a right company for my money to grow over time or I'm considering somewhat risky one.
0: Yeah. Amazing insights, just amazing insights. Okay. I will definitely be listening back to this podcast to take my notes on long-term investment. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so looking at it, hearing you talk about it, okay, so you're doing both technical and fundamental analysis, like, how would you balance between the two? Okay, and more importantly, let me ask you, like, what's the weight you put on fundamental analysis versus technical analysis when you're looking at a company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, in my opinion, both fundamental analysis and technical analysis are very important it doesn't matter whether you're day trading or whether you are like uh, picking stocks for long-term, right? You need to really understand like what the company is about or what the investment it is about. That comes from the fundamental analysis and technical analysis will often help you to understand like what's the future value of the company, where the price is going right. Uh, If you were to ask me, I would put little more, uh, maybe 60 to 70% emphasis on fundamental analysis and then 30% towards understanding the technicals or the technical analysis part. And typically in fundamental analysis, as I said earlier, I look at financial health, competitive advantage, all those different things, right? But what's even more important in fundamental analysis is you need to really understand like uh, the financial statements of a company. Oftentimes what happens is, Uh, people don't really look into those financial statements. I mean, if you go to any company's website, go to their investor relations page, Mm -hmm. you can find their financial statements every quarter when the results come out, you see these. Exactly, they have to report those. Yes, so you see the balance sheet, you see the profit loss statements, you see the cash flow statements. They all help you to understand really how the company is doing, where the money is going, and how is their spending, right? Like that's when you really understand like how that whole uh, spend and revenue is uh, working out. So that is very crucial uh, in terms of uh, picking the right company. And in technical analysis, right? Like oftentimes what I try to understand uh, through technical analysis is by doing fundamental analysis, I get to know what's that intrinsic value. Like what's the fair value of that stock? And the technical analysis will help you to understand, like, what would be the future value of the company. So that's how I try to pick, okay, so this is the fade value. This is the intrinsic value. And technical analysis helps me to understand this is where the company can go. This is how it can grow. So by combining those two things together, I try to make our decisions on what to invest whether I want to double down on certain companies versus or reduce my risk on uh, other areas. So that's how I typically use both fundamental and technical analysis
0: as part of picking right companies. What a great answer. Okay, we all are learning here. Okay, and coming back to your words, okay, you did mention about risk. Okay, so how do you approach risk management in terms of like your long-term investing strategies?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think like when it comes to risk management, uh, I think that's the very, very important aspect of, uh, I mean, any investment strategy, right? Like not just in- Cannot agree investment.
0: more. Cannot yeah. agree more. Yep.
1: Yeah. Even in like uh, day trading or like even in uh, other forms of investments, be it be real estate or commodities, everywhere. Like, I mean, I think risk management is very critical. It is, it's It's very key component, right? So for me, risk management happens in two different ways. Number one is how diversified my portfolio is and what sort of companies or stocks I'm selecting for my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And with that, it also is very important for us to look at what are the macroeconomic trends, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, what are, what's the economic uh, indicators are telling me, like, like how, how those macro indicators are playing out. So the diversification combined with macroeconomic trend gives you very detailed insights into like how your risk management is. Like that's one thing. The other thing is reviewing your portfolio regularly. Like I do the portfolio reviews, reviews every quarter. I mean, I have like 15, 20 companies where I feel like they are like the best companies to invest in, in the long run. And I, every quarter, I make sure after quarterly earnings, I look at their financial statements, make sure whether it's in line with my thesis for the company's future or not, and then make sure whether I need to double down on those companies or cut some and like invest more into other companies. So that's the other way I go about uh, like managing my risk. And also the other thing that's, very important is oftentimes uh, people take people put all of their eggs in one basket we already talked about uh, diversification uh, one thing that i advise people is to do industry diversification like oftentimes what people will do is either they invest heavily into like one or two sectors like maybe tech or healthcare or like maybe like that's their they think like having just two sectors is diversified enough for their portfolio but I typically look at like all these like uh, different industries that we have, and then try to pick like uh, what are the best companies in each of those industries, and then make sure my investment is in those companies. Because the growth comes in different ways for your portfolio. So you need to make sure your portfolio is structured in a way that you're capturing growth from all different industries. So that's how... I try to mitigate my risk. Maybe like there is, there might be a case where tech is down, but uh, utilities are up, or like the healthcare stocks are up. So that's why like you're always preserving your capital, and at the same time, your capital is growing because growth is coming from like either one of these industries in like uh, at all times. So that's that's how I try to manage risk with my
0: portfolio. Amazing. Okay. Just amazing answers. Okay. We're learning so much here. Okay. From on behalf of the trader sub ninja team, I can definitely say like this is going on great. Okay. Yeah. So Uh, mm -hmm. thanks for covering on our next question, which was diversification as well. So we'll move on a bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just to help us visualize, right. Mm-hmm. the benefits of long-term investment versus short-term investments. Mm-hmm. Could you give us some of the examples from your portfolios in recent time? Okay, mm-hmm. for the successful investments that you made, what factors that contributed to their success and vice versa also, I'm sure like every other trader, you had to take a few losses. We do hope that that's not too many. Okay, yeah. what were the reasons behind those? So we'd like to hear from you both for the success and the failures.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I think like uh, I can first talk about like the successful investments, right? Uh, and the names that I'm going to say may sound like very familiar names uh, because uh, like these are the companies that are doing really well. And I'm sure many of all uh, the listeners that are tuned into this are already invested in those companies or maybe like day trading with those companies. Uh, but like one of the companies that I want to talk about is Meta, like Facebook, mm-hmm. right? So I started putting my money into Facebook back in 2016, 17 timeframe. So, I mean, I realized like, like when Facebook did that Instagram acquisition or like a WhatsApp, like whenever, when they formed that uh, ecosystem of all the social networks, like like in one single place, right? Like that's when I decided that it is a company that is going to long, uh, for a long time. Uh, and then I started like doing all the analysis on fundamentals, looking at its financial statements, cash flows. And like Mark Zuckerberg, he's an amazing leader. I mean, I mean any leader like may make one or two small like mistakes or like wrong bets like what happened mm-hmm. uh, in recent times, right? Like, but even but it doesn't matter, but like when you really look at like uh, what sort of customer base you have, how much revenue you're making? Uh, like where your money is going? It is very easy for you to understand. I mean that meta is going to explode one day. And I, I mean I typically use this dollar cost averaging approach, right? Like I continuously invest into those companies, making sure uh, as long as my thesis is uh, in line with my uh, what I'm seeing in their financials, I continue to invest in their company. And if you remember, like, I think around September, October of last year, there was this huge drop in Meta's share price, stock price, mm-hmm. It came to like 90s or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I still remember that, I mean, the company has like, uh, I think, 1 billion active users on Facebook, 1 billion active users on uh, Instagram. Uh, and their advertising revenue is continuing to growing, like continue to growing. So that's when I decided, like when it is a great company with great financials, I mean, great fundamentals. Uh, When people are afraid to invest at the time, but I Mm -hmm. knew my thesis very well. So I actually doubled down my investment. So from the time you put, uh, like from September, October of last year to now, if you see Meta's growth, it, it was almost like 200% or 300% growth. Uh, so yes. that is a, a phenomenal growth. Like if you were to ask me, because if you ask any long-term investor, 8% to 10% a year is a great thing. Like mm-hmm. so having like 300% just in the span of one year, that's like- That's massive. beyond amazing.
0: Yeah. That that's, is that's, beyond amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's you your capital.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that is like one company where I stick to my fundamentals. I stick to my thesis. I continue to invest in that company. I made sure I'm dollar cost averaging from 2016, like 2016, 2017. That's when I started like putting my money into Meta and it is continuing to growing, right? You see how Meta is doing today. Like, I mean, tremendous growth, great numbers, great financials. So like that's one, like, good company that went really well for me um i'm not saying like i always had like winning companies only there mm-hmm. were times where i mean i put my money into like one of the stock that recently had like a little bit of shake uh, shakiness in my portfolio is uh CVS health like okay. that's one of the company where, I mean, I still believe that uh, it has a long way to go. I mean, it went really well last year, but mm-hmm. this year, I mean, there are like many announcements that came from Amazon or like uh, other companies like us, uh, like Sigma, Sigma acquiring
0: Express Scripts. Like mm-hmm. all different that, things. That they are moving into that particular space that CVS operates in, if I'm yes. not mistaken.
1: Yes. yes? So like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like even Amazon also, like they want to do like a freely deliver like a pharmacy, th- like like medicines to you, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is that risk from Amazon, like uh, to CVS definitely, but like after that announcement, like the stock tumbled, like almost 10 to 12%, but it recovered a bit now, but like uh, sometimes you cannot really control those things, right? Like news is something that you cannot really control, like, uh, and uh, you need to be very careful of like how that industry dynamics are also changing. I every mean, yeah. you need to be, how you look at your portfolio quarterly. You need to also look at that industry. I think every quarter to see how the dynamics are changing. Like, like what are the new players that are coming into that industry? What are the threats uh, from a new player in the industry to the market leader? Right. Like this is an era where I mean, you you hear about AI very crazily these days right mm-hmm. so similarly like you need to be very cautious and very diligent about like what are the threats or like what are the risks to that market leader from new players in the industry and make sure you are rebalancing your portfolio or you are adjusting your portfolio according to those risks so i mean in the long run it is still a positive uh, return company for me but i think like in recent times i had seen a bit of roughness with serious health and uh i mean by it's it's not a huge loss on my end i still like were able to like uh three four percent gain on that because i mm-hmm. entered it like four three four years back uh but i mean it went really well like at the beginning of last year through the end of last year but like this year it tumbled a bit so that was like one company uh that hurt uh, hurted my portfolio a bit but even then i think it's a learning you need to like uh need to really mm-hmm. understand what's happening and that gave me that lesson
0: to figure out like what that is great great insights okay again so mm-hmm. the next question is that on behalf of our viewers when do you decide to get out of a company Okay, mm-hmm. like, especially on a winning trade like when do you think enough is enough
1: oh yeah so, so like in in if you take day trading right uh, everyone will have certain targets, maybe like uh, someone wants to exit a position at maybe 20%, right? Mm-hmm. Someone wants to exit at maybe 40%, 50%. So you you define your risk tolerance level, and then you try to exit whenever that target hit in day trading. When it comes to long-term investing, that may not be the case all the time, Right. So Mm -hmm. in long-term investing, the goal here is, as I said earlier, you need to preserve your capital. You need to make sure that the capital is growing over time. And as long as the company does a really good job, right, there is, you don't need to sell that position because all the goals that you have set to yourself are clearly meeting the expectations, right? Because the company is growing, the stock price is growing, uh, sometimes you're getting the dividend also, right? So you that's don't a passive need... income. Yeah, exactly. That's it's a passive income. So you don't need to really sell an investment if all the things are going well, unless you want to, uh, like set exit at twenty percent. Like just how I've explained. Like, in day trading, you have twenty percent or thirty percent return. Maybe you can set that as a goal also, and then exit. But oftentimes, what I recommend for long term investors is if the company is doing well, if the company continues to grow at the rate of, at the rate we, we want it to grow, then do not exit because you want to reap the benefits of long-term investing by sticking to that company for a long term. So that's number one thing. That doesn't mean I don't recommend people to sell companies. I mm-hmm. typically decide to sell an investment when my original investment thesis is no longer valid, right? Uh, I mean, I do this fundamental analysis. I understand this company and I have a thesis that, hey, this company is going to grow at so-and-so pace for the next five years or 10 years. If the thesis is no longer valid, then it doesn't make sense to stick to that company. So that's like one, one area where I try to exit. And then the second thing is as... Every quarter, as you look at the financial statements, as you look at the fundamentals of the company, if you feel like those fundamentals have deteriorated over time, mm-hmm. I think that's another area where I mean another point where you can exit that investment. If the fundamentals are no longer holding, if the thesis is no longer holding, yeah, exit your position. Uh, with 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 low risk, right? So make sure you're taking some gains and then leave that position, right? So that's the other thing. And also, as I said in my previous answer, like for CVS, if you see better opportunities in that industry, right? We are seeing uh, pharmaceutical industry, I mean, particularly PBM, like this former benefit management companies like CVS or like Walgreens, they have risk from Amazon uh, like doing free delivery to through their to their prime solution to customers right so that may pose such, some short-term risk who knows what happens like 10 years from the now, from down the lane but like in the short term like at least in the three to five years that may pose threat to that company so unless you clearly know what's gonna happen in that industry my suggestion is like uh, stay away from that or like uh reduce your exposure to that particular industry so that's the other thing if there are like better opportunities elsewhere in other industries it certainly makes sense to exit your position in one industry and move it to other industry Uh, because the the portfolio needs that quarterly rebalancing because not every company is going to thrive continuously uh, and there will be changes in the landscape in which they operate in so that's why uh, make sure the investment thesis is valid or not. If it's not, uh, get out of it. If the fundamentals are not great, then get out of it. And if you see a better opportunity with other company in the same industry or a different company in other industry, then exit your position because uh, you need to make sure you're catching those opportunities early on rather than like very late in the game. So that's how I typically look at uh, like selling investments in my
0: portfolio that is an amazing insight once again okay so that's great okay like the way we look at it more from a short-term perspective to how to rebalance like we often think okay if we're doing long-term investments we don't need to be that nimble can just leave it lying around but that's not the case what we are learning here we always have to be active diligent about our portfolios
1: yeah absolutely like i mean It's it's a great point, right? Like every quarter, you need to look at all the companies in your portfolio and make sure your thesis is sticking out. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense for you to hold on to that company. Nobody wants to bet on a losing horse, right? Like in those hot absolutely, nobody
0: loves wants to lose (laughs) money here, right? We are all here to make money.
1: Yeah, it is hard earned money, so you need to preserve that capital. You need to grow it. If it doesn't make sense, get out of it. Find out another opportunity and make sure uh, like you understand the company, you understand the business and then invest into that. Like like one big suggestion for all the people who are tuning into this is if you are really serious about long-term investing, like start understanding those companies. Like reading those financial statements may sound very complicated when you start, but trust me, like, I mean, it takes anywhere between two to three months for you to get really good at those reading those statements and like once you're done with it it's like a piece of cake for you i mean you will find the great companies at your fingertips
0: i am definitely going to start my practice and at trader sub ninja we definitely have like all the news the fundamentals everything coming into one place so our website is a great place to start with that Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, I couldn't agree more with you on that. Like, I, I also like uh, started using Trader Sub Ninja for like last uh, three, four months. Uh, I mean, the way the new things are coming up, particularly if I want to uh, look into a company's financial position, right? Uh, the new search future introduced in recent times was really helpful. Like if I want to look at Maybe Apple or Google. I can simply type the ticker name and then see like I mean, what's the what's the market cap, P ratios, uh, like EBITDA, cash flows, like all those different things in one single place. And it's definitely a lifesaver for me because otherwise I have to pull the comp statements from all different places and then like uh, like massage that information and then figure out like what are the points that I'm looking for. But TraderSub made it easy for me. Absolutely.
0: Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. And that's our whole objective at Sub Ninja, to be mm-hmm. like a one-stop shop for everything related to investments. Yeah. Okay. So for our listeners who are tuning in, okay, and our members in Sub Ninja who do have like active day jobs, cannot be focusing on markets for day trades in particular. This question is very important coming from them. Okay. That is like, Long term investment while it involves definitely patience and discipline. Like, how do you manage the psychological aspects or the emotions during like downturns, like what you mentioned for CVS Health? Okay. Mm -hmm. Or during market volatility?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think during market downturns, right, there are like two different aspects here that I want to touch upon. Like, number one is if the company is doing really well if the thesis that you have for yourself is still sticking out, I think that's the best time to like double down on that investment, right? Like take the example of Meta, right? So that's a time where the Meta stock is going crazily, like it's tumbling from its all-time highs, like highs to like almost $90 or something. But the thesis did not change at all. In Warren Buffett always says this thing, right? Like uh, buy... When others are greedy, sell. When others are like, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, I
0: think I'm saying it. Uh, buy when others are fearful and sell when yes. others are greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I think for me, like that, that, that became really true in the case of Meta. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to invest in Meta, like because the stock price is tumbling. Uh, people want to exit out of their positions and all that. But for me, the thesis is absolutely making sense it's it's like it's a company that has one billion active users on all the products that they have be it be facebook be it be instagram be it be whatsapp and their advertisement revenue is continuing to go up uh yes they made like one wrong decision with that whole metaverse but it's, that's, I mean, I don't see any big change in fundamentals because, as a CEO, sometimes you need to take those long shots. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, I mean, be in the business for a long time, right? Like you need to take bets at times. So, like that's when I was like, yes, I mean, I'm gonna continue invest in this company because I still feel like they have a strong position. They are the market leaders in the space they are operating in, in that social networking space and in the advertising space they are the number one company people go to to advertise their companies to, I mean, to attract people to their businesses right so i doubled down on that and it made me like it paid, paid me really well in in the long term and then in the case of CVS, right uh, of course there it's more like change in the industry change in the landscape of the business so that's why i was able to quickly react and then figure out uh, like what should be the best bet on CVS and whether mm-hmm. it's whether it whether it really makes sense for me to stick to it in the long term or like cut down in the short term and understand, like take the time, do your due diligence, and then pick out like what are the better other best investments that I can put my money into. So the psychology really comes in unless the fundamentals have changed so drastically. I don't want you to get out during downturn because that's the bad time to get out of it. Uh, I mean, if the company is doing well, it's just like some economic uh, like activity or like some sort of like uh, news that is causing the downturn. Don't change uh, your investments. Like stick to it, continue to invest in it. You will see like bigger gains in the long term.
0: So to sum it up, it's like you're saying to have trust in the process and to make yes. sure the process is proper. Yes.
1: And of, like, that's the case often, like in many times uh, with, the, with the case of CVS, like I was saying, right? Like there are like uh, I mean threats to that company by because of new players in that industry. So you need to really understand like what are the threats to that company? How are they changing quarter over quarter so that you are diligent on whether to stick to that company for long term or not? So downturns, I think, for long-term investors, like in general, like they are your opportunities to buy even more uh, stocks at very cheaper prices. Uh, I mean, I I love a red day in a market, right? I mean, because I'm getting, I mean, my fair value for that company is hundred and twenty dollars on a red day, or in the downturn, I get the same stock for like hundred dollars or eighty dollars. It's basically. on sale. Yeah, it's on sale. I'm getting that for a discount. So white. <laughs> I don't want to sell, uh, in those times. I want to buy in those times.
0: Great. Okay. So we truly enjoyed this interview with you, mm-hmm. long term investor. Okay. So any last minute advice that you have for our listeners in Trader Sub NINZA? Yeah, the, adapting a long term investment approach. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So for anyone who is just getting started out in long term investing, right? Like the number one thing. I cannot put more emphasis on this, is educate yourself, like learn, continuously learn about uh, investing, financial markets, right? And also make sure you're learning the art of fundamental analysis, right? Uh, you need to understand like, like, what is fundamental analysis, what is the intrinsic value, like how to read those uh, financial statements, like how to assess the quality of leadership, So you need to continuously educate yourself on these things so that it becomes easier for you to pick and choose the right investments for your portfolio. And also the other thing is have a clearly defined, well-thought-out investment plan. Like like understand like what's your time horizon. Typically in long-term investments, your horizon will not be in days. It will be in years. Like five years down the lane, 10 years down the lane. It's not, I mean, day trading, right? Like you want to stick to a company for a long term because you anticipate the company growing up in the long run, right? So have that well thought out plan. Continue to like uh, look into those company financials every quarter, look at their financial statements, make sure the thesis is still holding. Uh, and then The key aspect is you need to diversify investments. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket because that will hurt you seriously if something were to change. So spread your investments across different uh, industries so that your risk is minimized. And also what I have seen very commonly with new investors is they often believe uh, they can make huge amounts of money in stock market or like by investing in uh, mm-hmm. certain stocks and companies. That was
0: my belief when I started, Okay, <laughs> and I learned the hard way.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think in long-term investing, that w- approach will not serve you well because you need to be very patient with long-term investments because it takes time for those investments to pay you fruits, like uh, reap, reap the benefits for you. So do not react to short-term market noises. I mean, don't sell based on news or like don't sell based on market drawdowns. Uh, In fact, like those are your opportunities to buy more if the company is still doing really well. Uh, And then uh, the other piece is you need to regularly review your portfolio, make sure you are doing those quarterly rebalances so that uh, you are mitigating the risk if something is not going as per your expectations, right? And then the last one is uh, you, like we touched upon this briefly, that, that whole psychology, that mindset, right? Don't make decisions in with certain emotions, right? Like uh, stick to your strategy, I mean, whether it's bull market, bear market, as long as the company is doing well, they're growing, the thesis is sticking out, stick to that company. Do not make any decisions in haste, uh, right? Like you need to, clearly carefully uh make those decisions because the risk here is your capital and the goal absolutely preserving that
0: is the most important thing for any trader
1: yes uh, yeah. like the, the whole idea is to grow your capital preserve your capital in the long term so do not make any decisions uh just because something is not going right like unless the thesis hasn't changed or like uh things are not working out don't sell on un- i mean unnecessarily so like that's my advice to new investors i think thank you not only new investors
0: Uh, i'm sorry i would take not only for new investors i would take that advice for myself as well yeah absolutely right
1: i think i think like investing or like uh i mean in stock market typically it's a continuous journey it's 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 a process right like you need to get like get into it look into it every single day make sure you're continuously learning adapting adjusting your portfolio accordingly so that's that's what i will tell to new investors spend time learn stuff understand the fundamentals i think the same applies to uh like, like day trading also you need to understand the charts you need to understand uh i mean like the, the market uh, sentiment you need to understand the the economic uh, events that are happening and then take decisions so the same thing applies to long-term investing it's just that the, the things that you look at are going to be slightly different from what you typically
0: look at in a day trading setting. Great, great. It's such an enlightening session tonight. I can't just thank you enough for sharing your insights for our listeners in Sub NINZA. Okay, we will definitely all be making notes on it and improve ourselves without a doubt. Okay, mm-hmm. and great to have you here once again. Okay, oh, yeah, is, we look forward is. to hosting you again after a while. Okay, when we get to practice this long-term ideologies that you have taught us, learn to do a bit more fundamental analysis and that. Yeah. Okay, so thank you once again for being with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Main for taking this uh, thing, interview. And then uh, it is a great pleasure for me to be here and share my le- my lessons learned or like my journey with all the listeners that are tuned into this. Uh, It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks.
0: Thank you again. Okay.